0: Hello and welcome to that film studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this
1: time we're looking at Terminator Dark Fate. Directed by Tim Miller, Terminator Dark Fate is the sixth instalment in the Terminator franchise and a direct sequel to The Terminator from 84 and Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 91. James Cameron is also back as a producer. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Terminator Dark Fate yet and you want to, Go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Linda Hamilton is back as Sarah Connor, Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger is back as a T-800, there are other new lead characters
1: and there's new Terminators of course, Luke you have the plot. The machines send a Terminator, the Rev-9 played by Gabriel Luna, back in time to kill a young woman, Danny Ramos played by Natalia Reyes whose fate is connected to Sarah Connor, once again played by Linda Hamilton, and her son John's legacies, thus making her a target. The Human Resistance sends an enhanced soldier, Grace, played by Mackenzie Davis, whose existence also depends on Danny's survival, back to protect her. Grace and Danny's only hope for survival against the Rev-9 depends on them joining forces with Sarah and an aging T-800 Terminator.
0: We, I think we both discussed this before, you know, with this upcoming review, with this upcoming viewing of going to the cinema, paying some schmuck money, and being like, I want to see Terminator
1: Dark Fate, please, which is a horrible. When I got my ticket, they couldn't fit the whole title. So I bought a ticket for Terminator Dark Fat. (laughs) (laughs) That is the movie I watched. Honestly, before we watched this movie, I was saying to you, I'm struggling to get excited about yet another yeah. Terminator movie, and I was saying I think we remembered or remember Genesis differently. I've got bad memories of that movie, and that movie had James Cameron like doing interviews and saying that he approves the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And but he's he, doing it again, but here. he wasn't connected to it in any way. And then in this one, he's Or he's serving as a producer, a team of four. I think he's involved in the story as well. Again, a team of writers, which is usually never a good thing. But this movie, once again, what it does is it tells us to forget every other sequel besides Terminator 2, which is what Genesis did. It's kind of what they were telling us when Salvation came out. You know, so forget Terminator Three, forget Terminator Salvation, forget
1: Terminator Genesis, Genesis whatever Outside of those first two movies, this franchise is ridiculous. I mean, for that reason alone, like what you just that, said, there. yeah.
0: And uh, it's just become a. I mean, it puts the whole franchising into question. Maybe this, that maybe the Terminator should not be a franchise. It should just be those too late for two that, movie- <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> It's too late for that. If we could go back in
1: time and stop. Uh, Jim Cameron. Just <laughs> from
0: getting out of hand. Yeah, I mean, no,
1: we, we need Jim to do Terminator 1 and 2. I mean,
0: people know people know that 1 and 2 are fantastic movies. They know number 2 is one of
1: the greatest sequels
0: of all time. Maybe one of the best
1: science I fiction. I love those first two movies so much. And what I love about them is they are two very different movies. Not just the fact that Arnie goes from bad guy to good guy, and it makes sense. as two separate movies I love them so much
0: they're simple movies as well like yeah there's a complex sort of dynamic to it and uh, premise but it's really they're simple movies there's this is happening therefore this is happening and that's the plot of the movie that's
1: that's it simple that first Terminator film when you've clearly got a rubber Arnie head <laughs> and he's removing that out. look Not perfect. (laughs) I would take that practical effect any day over the black liquid metal seeping back into Gabriel Luna's face. Every time they show that bit of CGI, I cringe. There is a lot of cartoon in this movie. I hate the use of effects on him specifically in this movie. When we're seeing Grace and she's an augmented human, it's reminding me more of the T-800. That I'm liking. And as I'm watching it, and just again, like whenever we get the Rev 9, we're getting that black goop, I'm thinking, when we got Robert Patrick in Terminator 2 and it's like the liquid metal, I don't know if it's because it's the age that I came to it or we're seeing new uh, digital effects for the first time, but that just looks so much better than what we get in this movie in 2019.
0: It was like when you had those shots in Terminator 2 with, like the, with the liquid Terminator... You know, like the shots were were timed. There was like an art to it. The scene, it was about the effect, and then the visuals captured you, and it was a part of the shot. Where here, it's
1: just, it's just, it just so it just much, and it's, it's uh, a digital smudge on his face. You know what you there's nailed There's no there.
0: care. There's no artistry or love into the effects. It's just, you know, a bit of code and some whatever they do these
1: days. It's all a computer generated thing. It's a bloom done. Terminator you're right. There is, there, it's a story point. There's a use of the effect. Like when he. I don't think I said that, but yes, you are right. <laughs> That's when he, bit, But yes. When he moves through Absolutely. the bars. Yeah. Like it looks cool, but there's a point. You know, I thought we were going to start this movie not with Rev 9, with John Connor. Or oh, the bloody lack of John Connor. Well, let's do that because. What happened? What happened to Edward Furlong no, in do, this movie? Do, do you know what, you know, okay.
0: There's there's many things here, many things. Let's let's try and uh, find a nice clear path, which I think okay. maybe this movie should have tried doing. Um The move the movie actually opens with it's such a high point. I, I I got really excited. You know, there's that archival footage from t Two. It's a really strong And opening. It's just capturing all those I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna are they gonna You know, I know this had a higher sort of um, certificate rating sort of thing. I was like, are we going to get those tones from Terminator 2? They could... No, they they could be doing it. I was actually fooled. And then you get that opening scene, and you know what? You you get these de-aged Linda Hamilton, Arnie, some guy that looks like Edward Furlong. And I'm like, you know what? The the (laughs) de-aging technology, I was like, is this a deleted scene?
1: Hang on, hang on. Sarah Connor looks phenomenal, de-aged in this scene. Like when you yeah, first see yeah. her, I'm loving it. And then you see young Edward Furlong, I'm like, hang on a minute. This is not what we were told. We were told he was coming back, and how can he yes, really yes. come back? Or how much of him is coming back? I spent the majority of this movie waiting, to, waiting for the characters to discover... That John Connor has survived <laughs> secretly all these years and they'd have just like an overweight aged <laughs> Edward Furlong somewhere. Well cuz he never, he never we, appeared. We were told in things leading up to an interview. News stories show. that yeah. Edward
0: Furlong had joined the cast. And no, it was I mean his likeliness is there, and I'm assuming he got a paycheck and an acting credit or whatever, a, a
1: credit. We're disappointed, Oh, I'm very disappointed, should I say, that Edward Furlong isn't in this movie as John Connor, but you've got to think, nobody is, is as disappointed as Edward Furlong. <laughs> like I said, he got a
0: paycheck, so I'm sure he's happy. I'll give credit, I guess, to the, the body double, who is uh, someone called Jude Colley, and the, the voice, the very quick voice that is provided to John Connor is from someone named Aaron Kunitz.
1: When John dies, yep, we did give the spoiler warning. (laughs) When John Connor dies, you know, after these Terminator movies come out, since Terminator 2, at some point someone's come out and said, ignore this movie, it's not canon, we're going to do another reboot. The first five minutes of this movie, in my mind, I'm done. I've already written this movie (laughs) out of continuity. It's not part of the canon. And I'm not going to wait for a producer, a director, or a writer to tell me this movie no longer counts when it doesn't succeed like they want to at the box office. I've made that decision myself. <laughs> there are two Terminator films. Yep. Terminator and Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> I
0: cannot wait for your overall rating at the end of this episode. Yes, now the fundamental issue with killing John Connor in the first freaking opening scene, which is set I think a couple of years after... The End of Terminator 2, like the whole premise and idea and purpose of those two movies is to keep John Connor alive for the eventual future for him to play his part, his role, to have him killed, which in a scene which, you know, essentially could have been tacked on as a a post credit scene or something, would've just un- it just undermines the whole it it, it, it almost retcons everything. It just... I mean, the movie... The premise of this movie is... The, that future has been... The Skynet future has been erased. Skynet is no longer... Yeah, there's like Legion. So it's almost like... Okay, so... If... John Connor had died in Terminator 2... It wouldn't have been the end of the world anyway. Because it would have been other people... That would have risen up to be those... You know, resistance leaders and stuff. So then it's sort of like... What is... the? What was the point? I can't remember... There isn't-
1: the last time... <laughs> I was put off so quickly whilst watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, you've got to think his casting was a stunt. Oh yeah, I'd heard nothing about this. I didn't even hear but a I mean, rumor that he was going to die. I'm not. I'm not pissed off that oh Edward Furlong wasn't in
0: the rest of the movie. Like I'm not like gutted by that. in, in a I didn't. Large sense. Yeah, it's no, the fact yeah. that what they did to the character. And then, what you're also getting from, I guess, that DH CGI Linda Hamilton, which I'm pretty sure wasn't actually Linda Hamilton playing that role in that opening scene, her her reaction to seeing her son, you know, about to be shot, that's not Sarah Connor from Terminator 2. You know, she would be screaming,
1: foaming at the mouth. (laughs) Like she would be an animal, like a beast unleashed. And you don't get that there. Honestly, like, you, you've said it. In like, one scene, the movie is derailed. Terminator and... 2 is one of the best sequels ever, made. <laughs> Period. One of. And then by having the first five minutes of this movie, just, what was the point of Terminator it, 2? It
0: actually just shits on it. and It really does. That's putting it in the politest uh, PG way I could, I could say. It actually shits on it. But at a certain point, I guess, you know, you get the... Dun, 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 dun. And then a part of me had to just make the choice, okay, do we just write this movie off and hate the whole thing, or just go with it, see what happens. Maybe there's a twist. Let's go for the ride, and you have to make that choice and go for it. And I did, movie. I did go. And for there the are There are the enjoyable things to this movie. Like it's not a complete write-off, it's just
1: It's not a Terminator sequel. It's not how you want to start a movie. (laughs) Well, it's not. You know, having to just compose yourself, have the inner monologue with yourself. (laughs) Okay, okay, you need to make a choice right here, right now. (laughs) That shouldn't be an experience you have going to the movies. Yeah.
0: Do I still want to watch this movie? Will I accept this movie? But, uh, yeah...
1: I mean, we could get to the rating and end up loving it. <laughs> end up loving it. We're really turn the <laughs> corner. not play those games with me. <laughs>
0: um, but let's... Hopefully this is a, a positive. We get a new uh, Terminator-like character, uh, Grace, played by Mackenzie Davis. So she's, she's a human. We find out that she's an augmented human, so she's got, like, the cybernetic bits in her and all that sort of stuff. I enjoyed her character. I enjoyed the performance. The yeah.
1: She's really good in this. One of the strongest elements of this movie.
0: And I spent the whole time, even though I remember we had conversations about who she was, trying to work it out. I was like, she looks so familiar. And I don't know who she is. And I googled it after. And I was like, yes, we had this discussion. The, we did have from this from discussion. the babysitter
1: from Tully. Yeah, because she's also in that horror movie we watched the trailer for that I can't remember the name of. It was something ridiculous. Right? Yeah, that like long and exciting. But
0: no, like, I kind of enjoyed the character. I mean, a bit, like, hammy at times. And when we f- were first introduced to her, I, you know, I'm assuming she's a Terminator. And I'm like, why is she puffed out? Why is? I was like, what the hell is going I didn't going assume on? she was
1: a Terminator because the fact she's an augmented human is in the trailer. They've, had that, in the- they've had that in the trailers. Because somebody questions her, and like Sarah Connor in the trailer, I've not seen one like you before. Oh, I think. And she's like, I'm human. I think what I remember anyway from the trailers
0: was, I got the impression that, oh, she thinks she's a human, but she's a Terminator, much like the same. Terminator. But thing. that was Salvation, they've yeah. done that
1: already. They don't like to repeat themselves. Oh, Sometimes like, they do. <laughs> as if this movie
0: is not repeating itself with many, many, many Hey, many, listen,
1: many, many. it's not repeating itself as much as Genesis. That yeah. was the greatest
0: hits. But that was the whole gimmick <laughs> to it. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah, Terminator the game. I just want to make it clear here that like <laughs> yes
0: that is a bad movie.
1: I just found the fun in it because it was just nope. They just went it's and, because screw it. <laughs> you like the lady. I, I'm blanking on the name. The Dragon Lady. I always forget. girl I... of Dragon Woman of Dragons. Um yeah. What's she called? Um You like her. That's why you was on board for Terminator Genisys. That's crazy. I can't remember her name. I mean we're both not yeah, Emily Clark. Ah, uh, well done. I think. Yes. Correct. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> Confirm. We also have a new character, Daniela, or her friends call her Danny uh, Ramos, played by Natalia Reyes. And boy,
1: do they like to remind us <laughs> that her friends call her Danny. <laughs> like It must be so frustrating for Daniela as a character because she's constantly introducing herself as Daniela and then correcting herself. Danny. Just lead with Danny every time. Yeah. But they do use it as a plot point where Dad recognises that young Terminator, the little boy Terminator, <laughs> when, when when he says that he's a friend of hers. Oh, that's funny. All the friends call her Danny. You know, I thought he would use that, you know, like he
0: would approach Danny and, you know, like as, you know, maybe as her father or something and then, you know, say, you know, call her Danny and that would sort of make her trust him and then he can sort of manipulate her. Just goes in blazing with a gun, as they always do. But you know, but her character, you know, like, you know, it's the new protagonist. Uh, they're, you know, they're recycling the old storylines where it's like, you know, he's the person you need to protect. She's the new Sarah Connor. Yeah, we're introduced to her as the new Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor even says to her, you're me.
1: You know when like, she, there's that dialogue exchange, and then Sarah Connor's got, she makes the assumption that, you're going to give birth to the future's saviour. And in that moment, and Grace doesn't correct her. And I don't know why. (laughs) In that moment, I was thinking it would have been more progressive if she's actually the hero herself. And then when it's brought around a second time, that's what they end up doing. So I'm like, oh, okay, that does make more sense because you can't just do the same thing again. But then I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. Does this, like, downgrade Sarah Connor yes, at does. all? Because it's she's no... Because it's like... She... Yeah, I don't know. That, that's what What, what I you're thought. saying there, like...
0: I... I don't disagree with that. I like the fact that it's like she is... You know, like, she ends up being, like, a new sort of... In the sense of this story, I mean, I hate the fact that it's just, like, some other character, male, female, whatever, has replaced John. Because I'm like, well, that just defeats the whole purpose of his character... But if they're going to do it, doesn't matter that it was male or female. Great that it's a woman. All good. It's when we find out and the the delivery line. I think I think it's Grace that says to it. Looks Danny in the in the eye and says, "Like you're not just, like you're not just someone who gives birth to a man who saves humanity. It's like you're the one who saves humanity. And it's like in that it's sort of just like up your Sarah Connor. Yeah. Your character means nothing." Like, the idea of a mother, someone who will protect, do anything to protect their child means nothing.
1: So Like, the either. badass
0: character of Sarah Connor, the, you know, the, we've praised her character in like, multiple times, you know, in this whole onslaught of, oh, there are no good female characters in the world. We've done that so many times because she deserves it. And this movie takes one second, one little exchange of dialogue to undercut her and go, Nah, no, screw you. John Connor was the hero the whole time, and you meant nothing. And it's like, really?
1: I did read but... that Jim Cameron and director Tim Miller butted heads a lot on this movie. And then, you know, Cameron came out afterwards and said, but that's to be expected. Like, you know, you've got creative people working on a project. I think you need to butt heads. If you all agreeing on one thing, there's... you do, but, you're not but I wonder anywhere, like... if Cameron was on board with what we just talked about there. I'm starting to read a lot of stuff
0: about Jim Cameron, like him saying things and the timing of things, and I'm starting to just get bad vibes from him. I know he's made so many good things in some of my favorite movies. But True Lies, fantastic. great movie. I mean, <laughs> I mean seriously, it's really Titanic, a really good movie. Avatar. Up. Yeah, he's
1: uh, well, he's he's done like you know big movies, big movies. But yeah, I mean, the Terminator movies. I mean, oh my god! Oh was, look, yeah. well, we're talking about yeah, this. I like, just feel I needed to name check stuff.
0: Terminator. Like, not to knock his crap, but it's just like, you know, he was all, oh, I'm supporting this movie, it's fantastic, I'm a producer. And then as soon as reviews start coming in, the box office isn't turning out right, it's like, oh, you know, we butted heads yeah. and I wasn't, or something went wrong in the editing room or something. It's like, shut up, Jim.
1: Like- Let's talk about Diego then. Now, Diego is Danny's brother. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to bring him up is because he's on the posters. I don't know why. And he's not in the movie a lot, like, (laughs) at all. Because I'd seen the poster before, watched the movie, and then afterwards I came back out and looked at that poster again, and I'm like, why are you on there? How did you make the poster? I guess he's a pretty face. Maybe. That's all I've got to say about it. I
0: just think it's odd that he's on the poster. I mean, yeah, you almost sort of get this setup of like, oh, we're going to get this little trio, but then, well, he does. And then we get another trio. And then you get a quartet. Ooh. We've got a whole little band here going.
1: Um, well, let's talk about Gabriel Luna's the Rev Nine. I mean, you know what? The- he's got an interesting look about him. I was, I was first introduced to him as an actor as Ghost Rider mm. on Marvel's Ain't the Shield, and you know he's pretty good in that. But I'm just not getting terminated from him. I mean, I'm not. With the liquid vibe, you know, like you, you draw comparisons to
0: um, what was his name? Patrick, the liquid guy from Number Two, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. <laughs> right. um, yeah, you get. Par- you can't help but give comparisons to to Robert Patrick, and and you're just not getting that same presence, you know, like like just zero emotion, but at the same time, just like pure terror. Like it was water.
1: interesting how it could absorb or mimic people's personality traits. There were some interesting exchanges where it was as if he was just a person and not really a machine. I mean, he was good at accents. (laughs) Well, the whole thing where this Terminator, the the Rev-9, it's got the ability to duplicate itself. Well, it can separate from its, like, skeleton form. I just wasn't impressed by it because it could do it and then it didn't seem to achieve too much when it did it. Yeah, it was like... like... Visually, at times, it looked pretty cool. But then you look at what he achieved... By doing that, it was never really that big of a deal. But
0: well, when he separated from, like the you know the the robotic skeleton form, which essentially is like a T eight hundred, it's like he was still fully formed as a liquid version, so he should should still be able to deliver on the carnage. And then you've got your skeleton form should be able to do all the Terminator crap. That
1: was more like an a, unstoppable machine yeah, should do. It was almost that part was just remote control. Yeah, he was driving the vehicles or whatever. I don't know. I was more impressed by Grace, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Butt kicking and... Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It's just they didn't do anything with that, which was a bit underwhelming.
1: We've talked about Sarah Connor a little bit already, but I've got a, a question here. Do you Do you think that they aged her up to look older? Because I've seen Linda Hamilton doing press for this movie, and in interviews, oh, okay. she looks younger than she does in the movie. I mean, they might have... They might have... Tweet, do a bit
0: to sort of go with like her. You know, she's sort of been on the run. She's, no, you know, okay, obviously yep. isn't living like a lavish lifestyle. She's got no care for makeup and doing her hair and stuff. So, mate, you know, think Laurie Strode in Halloween. That's not what Jamie Lee Curtis looks like in real life. You yeah, know, but they true, they true. gave you her not, the frizzy hair, yeah. made her a little bit nuts.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, okay. You, you can I have that maybe but I was just surprised path. by that because I'd seen her doing interviews for this so, oh okay and then when she's in the movie I'm like oh okay she's actually looking is she supposed to be older than what we think I mean she looked pretty badass and gritty
0: so. <laughs> oh man she was
1: still <laughs> kicking ass like Sarah Connor yeah like multiple actresses has played this character you, you just cannot come close to Linda Hamilton cannot
0: not We've even Amelia
1: it, Clark. Like three? Let's do this. Okay, you've got Amelia Clark. Yeah. Um, what, uh, S- is it Lena, the other Games of Thrones actress, oh. Lena Hedy or Headley? She's in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The Terminator TV series. Okay, so that's three. I'm pretty, including sure that Hamilton. I'm pretty sure that's it. That might be all of them. Okay, so out of the three, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> she is the best for sure. I oh, played her the most, I guess. That's really oh. nobody else. Okay, cool. (laughs) Remember that scene where they went to her... uh, where she was buried in Terminator 3 and they opened the casket, it's just full of guns? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, And that movie opened
1: like a beer commercial for Budweiser. (laughs) And then that message you sent me the other day about Carl in this Terminator movie (laughs) sponsored by Corona. Yeah. I mean, Corona are paying some big money to these... Terminator. Okay, so let's let's backtrack a bit. So,
0: there's a plot point in this movie where, um, so Sarah Connor is being sent text messages with coordinates by an unknown source. These coordinates are leading her to Terminators that are sort of coming back, you know, from well, coming from the future. So she arrives just in time to pretty much blow them away, stop them. For John, the text messages say, which is, you know, whatever. Turns out, now I saw this coming. Oh, Did you see it coming? Oh, of course. I was, like,
1: ho- I was hoping it was fat John Connor, but it ends
0: up being <laughs> Arnie. Oh, I knew like, it was like 100% it was going to be
1: Oh, of course it was like, Arnie. Yeah. We all thought it was Arnie. I
0: was like, oh, the big mystery of the movie. Anyway, so it's Arnie living in the cabin in the woods. He's got a family. He's got a beard. He's
1: got a business. And he's got drapes. a whole lot of drapes. <laughs> Carl's drapes. Oh, draperies. Wait, this movie. Right. There is a moment when Sarah Connor makes a big rescue. Let's talk about her for a a little bit longer. Then we'll get back to Carl. She says, I'll be back. And then Arnie is Carl later in the movie, says, I won't be back. I'm like, screw you guys. (laughs) I'm not enjoying this fan service. (laughs) I'm not enjoying it one little bit. So essentially, if they
0: do a sequel to this, which they're not going to, but if they do a sequel to this, Linda Hamilton
1: will be back. Arnie won't but they could always just <laughs> bring him back because it turns out there was another T-800 that was sent back, but they yeah. didn't recover. So this, Carl, is,
0: is the T-800 that we see in the opening scene. Kills John. So he was sent from the future, the future where Skynet still existed. He was sent to that time before that future was erased. So he must have been sent before they had stopped Dyson creating what Skynet got, technology, etc. Et the events
1: of Terminator 2, when that... T-800 was sent back who befriended John. Others were also sent. Okay. So it's like, during Terminator 2, there were other...
0: That just makes sense. T-800s. But then
1: didn't John himself send friendly Arnie back? Time travel.
0: (laughs) It's all time travel. (laughs) Like, we won't get into the the Terminator paradox, which is apparent in the first movie, um, because the rest of it just gets bonkers. Let's get back on track. (laughs) T-800,
1: Carl... Sarah Connor says, I will never call you that. And immediately you think, she's definitely going to call him that.
0: And she does.
1: I know, but it's so... It is so predictable. It is so predictable. He's going to, at some point, save her and or them, and she will say, Carl. And you just know he's going to lose an arm at some point. Of course. And he
0: loses an arm at some point. It's Terminator. And he has a lot of Coronas. And that's where we were. He does.
1: Everybody's having Corona. He
0: literally there there's like like six or seven I mean their characters are handed bottles of Corona not once but twice. Like there's two scenes where Coronas are being handed out. And we know it's
1: Corona because the labels are on show. That's it. I mean it's a Corona ad. We have got Budweiser in Terminator 3, we get Corona the in Hamilton... Terminator 6. Is this, <laughs> is this Terminator 6? This is Terminator wow. 6. Slash three. (laughs) Okay. Again.
0: Um, Linda Hamilton's holding a bottle of Corona. The camera's looking at her. The label's pointed towards the camera. She looks at it. Pops in the line. (laughs) Oh, no. Bubbles. Yeah. I mean, it made me want a beer. (laughs) Not (laughs) me. (laughs) Not me. Because it was cheap. What did you think of... Okay, so, so Arnie's Terminator in this movie. Remember, this is not a Terminator that we've met before. We've met the model... We haven't, you know, he's not the one from Terminator or anything. he appears in the opening scene. He's the one who kills John. His mission is then complete. And then what we're told is that he kind of just went, well, now I have nothing to do. So I'm going to find a wife
1: (laughs) and live in a wood. He saved her, saved Kid from an abusive husband and father. And it's not a physical relationship, because he made the good point. Has she not noticed that you're very heavy? (laughs) (laughs) It's not that kind of relationship. And yeah, and and he said to them, you know, one day a time will come and I will have to leave. And he tells them, this is that day. Yeah, there's a few like...
0: Now, I don't know how I feel about it, because it's just... It doesn't work in the series at all, like the type of humor that you're getting, these like quick little lines, but... You get a bit of comedy from,
1: from Arnie. And I kind of... Only Arnie. Yes. Only Arnie. And it's like he's just off doing his so own thing. Nobody's going to tell him no. It works
0: in this movie for what it is. And I was like, I'm enjoying it. And by this
1: stage, I was just like, to hell with it. Whatever. <laughs> just... Watching it this first time, I find it very jarring. I think maybe if I'm to watch it again and let... The humor wash just accept over. Just accepted a
0: lot more, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess I was just too like from the first five minutes, I was on edge watching this movie. But I like, I like what he says. You know, he's like,
0: um, like I listen. I'm good at changing diapers, and I'm very funny. But like when Arnie says it, it's a lot. I know. It just I know. it just lands so much better. There is a nice little. moment. He's got his dog, which is sort of just standing there. And if you remember what this. Series of ridiculous movies has taught us is that dogs will just bark at a Terminator.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: And the dogs sitting there happily a good being pets. So did that sort of
1: symbolise the humanity that he had grown? Yeah, and Ooh. he keeps making references to the fact <laughs> that someone will question something or ask him something. Like, so you grew a conscience, and he's like, yes, but not how you would experience mm. a conscience. A conscience, I. There's there's little. Things in there that are interesting, but so it's like on occasion it will give me something oh, that's either interesting, oh, okay. I can kind like, of go along oh, with There's
0: something that we could be discussing and having you know a philosophical sort of question here humans versus machines. Like, let's go deep and then, no, nah, we're not gonna go there. Yeah, <laughs> this is not that movie. We're gonna dangle it and then go, nah,
1: <laughs> he does drapes,
0: but there's moments I mean, when he's <laughs> just hat when they're waiting for like. Yeah. Sarah Connor's random contact to rock up with, like, the EMPs or whatever. And he's just telling a story about this one client he had. Like, funny.
1: For the scene, for this movie. I'd be curious to know how much is... Is it Arnie? And how much was actually in the script? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there is there is entertainment to be had with him. And, yeah. you know, like, for... For Arnie, like the Terminator really is the gift that keeps on giving, like you know, and this movie especially is getting to do something with a part he's not done before. But again, I was talking about moments of enjoyment, and then they'll do something like have a moment between Sarah Connor and Carl, a tender moment, and they'll use a bit of the theme from Judgment Day. I'm out again because I'm like, Jesus, I'm not, I am not enjoying this. They really. Like
0: the, to sample that score, I think. And it's such a good score. <laughs> it is. In T2.
1: Not in this movie. <laughs> when it meant something. That just. Yeah. When it means. It. Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah, when there's- Arnie looks at the sunglasses, leaves them. And it's like, for fuck. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> just moments in this movie just made I mean, me angry. More than any other movie I've watched this I year. I mean, the opening scene, he wore sunnies. <laughs> He did have them on. I know he did because he's like the classic young T800, but I get the showing us that he is not that Terminator anymore. So when
0: he went to grab them, I, but like I was seeing, I was like, well, he kind of only wears Sunny's, you know, like the ones that we've met before just because of the events that unfolded there. Like, why does this one like Sunny so? But then he doesn't pick them up. So then I was like, well, okay. But it does cool the,
1: different, I guess. Do, 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 do. I did that for gritted teeth. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> really did. <laughs> Um, Terminator, Dark Fate. Should we
0: move away from Carl? Yes, let's move away from Carl. <laughs> so so I mentioned that this movie had the highest certificate rating. Here in Australia, it's an MA, which is the highest, I guess, rating since Terminator 2. They've all been M's.
1: Yeah, I think Terminator, the first one, in the UK was an 18, I believe. So in America, this would be an R-rated movie. Right. right? And yeah. then, which goes think- along with... 15 for T2.
0: Now, this movie has a, little, a bit of blood splatter here and there. It's got coarse language. So, F-bombs, you know, wherever they felt like it was needed. Other than that, this did not feel intense on any level that T2 felt like. No, it didn't. No, like, not at all. And I, I don't know, which kind of just made the, the bad language gimmicky. Like it just seemed unnecessary. It, I mean, it, it, there are moments where it's like, oh, it, it kind of makes this world feel real. But then I don't know. At the same time, it just it's yeah.
1: I just find artificial movies like this. Like the more they spend on the movie, I think the more like of a polish or a gloss the violence has. And when they dress it up and make it look more colourful. It's not like the violence you'd get in those first two Terminator films or a John Wick film. I'll give you two scenes to com- to
0: compare, right? So, um, Sarah Connor in the you know the mental hospital in T two, right? Remember the the walls, the the hospital walls, the blue, yep. the lighting, all of that, the coldness to it, you know, the the grittiness of the the ah, you know, dank. Compare that to say the. Um, yeah, the Im- the immigration detention centre thing you know like that should be realistically pretty grim dirty it looked like a set like it was a yeah. film set it was clean bars zero rust on anything perfectly clean floors everyone's uniform all the we call them inmates no oh <laughs> uh, yeah Well, do they call them inmates no uh, they call them I forget what they call yeah, them yeah okay. anyway political correctness out the window I don't know um Everyone's clothing was like perfectly clean, like ridiculous. It looked like a movie. Again, yeah, a it's, gloss to it. Absolutely. It's like, and it's just, if you're trying to capture the magic from a movie like T2, which is what they should have been doing, they just weren't. And that goes into the special effects and the violence and the action scenes. All of it just glossy. Did you have fun with any of the action scenes?
1: Minor. Like, I can... not very far and in between. And and if I did, it was around Grace. Yeah, where it's
0: just, like, physical, melee, combat kind of stuff. When you get cars falling out of planes, the planes falling into the car, the cars going down the bloody waterfall thing at the Hoover
1: Dam. (laughs) I can't believe we're sat here reviewing the latest Terminator movie. And my thoughts are... What they need to do is reboot. It should not be what we're saying right now. We should be celebrating Terminator, James Cameron's back. But what they'd have to do is what they did for that first movie, strip it back. Give it Blumhouse, for God's sake. Have (laughs) a low-budget Terminator film. Yeah. I mean, even the movie Upgrade was probably more like Terminator than this movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was I was having a thing like like while well, I was driving back from work today and I was I was like okay if they were to do another Terminator movie which if I crying out loud if they I mean they probably will but I don't know. I was like what can they do to keep it within the world but like just something new and I was like how about a movie about Skynet? where, like, think of, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where it's, like, the dawn of Skynet, you know? Like, uh, a techno-thriller, there's a technology, it gets out, there are other people who know about it are trying to stop it, and, you know, sort of like the last act of Terminator 2, but something like that. It'd be different enough, but still within the world, and you don't have to have the characters, like the Connors and... Was not Matt Smith's Skynet?
1: I know we're not supposed to think about that movie, but wasn't he Skynet? I now? can't remember what that
0: was. Wasn't wasn't the, he Genesis?
1: Yeah, but wasn't he not Skynet? Was he something else as well? Oh, I don't remember.
0: Don't make me think of the actual plot points of that movie. You know I, I think, just like the time travel <laughs> antics.
1: I was talking about being disappointed with um, the lack of Edward Furlong just because I loved Terminator uh, Judgment Day so much. But Christian Bale was a good John Connor, <laughs> wasn't he? When they had oh, Jason yeah. Clarke as John Connor, I mean, that bad work. guy in Genesis. That was definitely a lot of crap. What a lot of crap. <laughs> what
0: a load of crap. Okay, I think we've probably talked about this movie enough, I guess. Shall we give our rating and see if we can surprise one another?
1: I can't give it any higher than a two. It upset me too much. <laughs> I thought it was a worse film than Rambo Last Blood, (laughs) which I did not think was gonna be my opinion going into this movie. Didn't you enjoy
0: Rambo a little bit? Or was that me? No, that was you. Okay, that (laughs) was you.
1: You you did. (laughs) I think I gave Last Blood maybe a 2.5. I'm gonna come in a two with this, I can't give it any any higher because the the bad really outweighs the good. And I found myself not Enjoying huge aspects of this movie and paying to watch movies at the cinema, that is not what you want to experience as you sat there. I did have hopes for this movie and I was just disappointed. From the director of Deadpool, I don't know what else Tim Miller's done, but he, he did that movie. So, from Deadpool to Terminator Dark Fight, I was just disappointed just disappointed <laughs> just two, two out of five I kind
0: of want to hug you I don't know oh, like are you
1: okay I'm not saying it's my worst movie of the year I am not saying that but it is the <laughs> most right? disappointed I've been
0: this feeling right here that you have Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom oh really I feel like I had no idea that's where
1: you- <laughs> I had no idea you was feeling this I way. tried to tell you I tried to reach <laughs> out
0: yeah, you I did. So you did
1: need that comfort. But now you know. Yeah, I mean that's better than this, though. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Fallen Kingdom for me is a better movie yeah. than I'm, Dark Fate. I'm,
0: I'm I'm gonna give it a little bit, a little bit more. I'm gonna come in at a two point five, purely for Mackenzie Davis, Linda Hamilton, and even the performance that Arnie puts in. You know, like the, the scenes with him and you know his action scenes and stuff, and Mackenzie Davis's uh, scenes are you know they're pretty cool like and there are moments to enjoy as a Terminator movie this is shit this is shit there are times where it it feels like a Terminator movie but then the story and the plot is is just crapping on the two good Terminator movies that it just makes it just it's pointless it makes no sense and then all the other bad stuff really brings it down Um, 2.5 is still a pretty low score but to me i'm like as a movie it's okay as a terminator movie it's not that's why i have to come out of the 2.5 i don't want to go any lower. it
1: is a terminator movie though. yeah but yes yes <laughs> I, I get what you're saying yeah uh, wow. but i mean
0: there are there's a, a competency to what
1: they put on screen here it's just as i sat in the cinema great and it started. and You were talking about before the clips from T2, and then got the got beach, really Young Sarah Connor. Here. I'm like, oh wow, because I tried not getting too excited. I should just, you know, just stay cool. Just it's just a movie, and then just go <laughs> in and, yeah, disappointment. So <laughs> two
0: point five and a two. That's,
1: That's low. low. That is ridiculous. I, I think between us, we probably rated Genesis higher. I reckon you came in with at least a three for Genesis. I probably enjoyed the
0: conversation we had about Genesis more than the movie. So don't, don't think I hell loved it. It's not how I remember that movie at all. Um, we'll wrap up with a little bit of trivia. Now, I'm going for my all-time, probably worst trivia ever. So get excited. Okay, good. I'm going to throw this back to L. Bowen. You know who he is? Nope. The actor? He played criminal psychologist Dr. Peter Silberman. In the first three Terminator films, oh yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, he is the only actor besides Arnold Schwarzenegger to appear in each of those first three films. Um, Earl Bowen's last on-screen appearance was in Terminator 3: Rise of the Machines, so that was 2000, 2003. Since then, he's gone on to do solely voiceover work, so that's where he's been. Um, that changes, though, with the, with this movie, of course. On a technicality, as Earl Bowen appears during the opening credits, as we just mentioned. Um, in archival footage from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, thus making this technically his final on-screen appearance and fourth Terminator film. Wow. I don't even think that really qualifies. <laughs> but I'm going with it.
1: I Because I don't care anymore. When it comes to trivia, hopefully it's something the other person didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Cool.
0: That's it for our review of Terminator Dark Fate. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast.
1: We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as that Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind in Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. Be sure to also check out our website, ThatFilmStuePodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Zombieland Double Tap and our Halloween special, which was episode 200. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at The Crow from 94 and Rewind in review of a recent episode looking at The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horror, 11 to 15. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film to you. See you soon.